All right, guys, welcome. Today is the last day of Q1, March 31st, 2023. Welcome to the Polymath Project. Today, I'm excited to have B-Lab CTO, Kaya Zansari, uh, as our guest. Hey, We're gonna have a real exciting conversation. Yep, what's up, Kaya? Hey, what's up? Kaya, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what makes you so well-suited to work in, a, in tech startup world. Hi, everybody, my name is Kaya. I'm the CTO of Basement Sports. Uh, I've been on tech for about 10 years now doing startups. Before that, I was, um, I was in UK studying aerospace engineering and that's my middle one right there. <laughs> and like, uh, so yes, yeah, so I was in UK for about eight years, rough, right? And I studied aerospace engineering there. And then I, I, I worked as a PLC engineer programmable logic controller. So at that time I was doing like hardcore engineering stuff, right? Hardcore problems, hardcore engineering stuff, all that. And then later on, I kind of came back to Bangladesh because my parents were here and my mother was, she had cancer at that point. And I was like, okay, I want to be with her for some time, uh, support her. So I was here and then I started, at that point I got really interested in tech, like software, right? I think it was around 2000. 12, something like that, right, 10 years back. Um, yeah, that's what I've been doing last 10 years and purely startups, nothing, nothing more. I, I, don't, I don't like to be a cog in a big machine, you know, work on just a like button for like six months and you're, you, you, you own that and I understand it, like big companies, you gotta have that because you have, to, you have the money to hire thousands of developers and stuff. But I really like to see, like do something that hasn't been done before, right? Yeah. For example, the stuff we're doing, basement sports, today I was thinking about it and and I, I got excited, like I always do. I do get excited about it. Because what we're building, I'm biased, obviously, because I'm the CEO of it. But, but like, what we're building, there isn't like something like that in the market. There is like parts of it. Like some companies doing like some part of it. Some, like, okay, so for the viewers, Basement Sports is, is like a sports social network geared towards kids and family and having fun, that kind of stuff. You can have, uh, right now we have four games, um, baseball, soccer, hockey, and recently we introduced uh, basketball, right? Um, and you can have tournaments, you can play a single one-off games, you can pick up a game with a friend, you can have like your own base, invite people over there, hold um, tournaments and stuff, like proper tournaments and everything. And you can stream, stream it live and show it around people that's like the coolest feature that we've added you can have like we have so many different things with like 150 screens already <laughs> and our, and we have ideas for days <laughs> the ideas don't stop coming right it's been a lot of work and, and I wanted I want to dig into basement sports and mixed reality with you because I know I know how we both yeah. love that deep dive um, but before you move on from your background I mean something that you know to me made you a perfect fit for being a startup CTO was your international experience. I mean, obviously right. Bangladesh and, and, you know, similar countries in the region, India, Pakistan, yeah. and others, there's this concept of, you know, the lower cost developers yeah. at a certain talent level, but there's really something that I've found about people that have been able to travel outside of their own home country uh, and, and believe it or not, I mean, the truth is that happens in the U.S. a lot, too. I th there's some yeah. statistics about like 80 percent of people in the U.S. or more have never left the country. So it's like, yeah. yeah it's um, different. 
it's, that that changed me. Yeah. Like I I can say like let's say past 16 years, right? Eight years me doing tech. Before that, eight years I was in UK. It's a wild ride for me. Like I I could never compare myself like 20 year old me leaving the country, right? And I don't know nothing. I I know English. I know English, right? But that's it. That's the only thing I know. I, I, go, I go there, it's just a totally different cultural shock. It's like, okay, I used to be someone back in, the, you know, back in my home country, I'm nobody, you see, and I have to like totally build that up from, from zero, who I am in the new country, new culture, and, and you just, a lot of people lose themselves in it, right? You know, who am, who I am? Who am I, like, what am I doing here? And, and it's, it's so different, but, but it's like, instead of like kind of resisting it, if you go with the flow, it's like, all right, let's, let's see. Let's see what life throws at me, right? Let's see. All right, let's, let's go with it. Let's, okay, I don't have money for now. All right, let's see how can I survive. It's, in a, it's a country where my parents can send me money. How can I survive? All right, cool. Or, okay, I have money now. It's a good amount of money. What can I do with it, right? Am I going to go and experience this and that? And London changed me. I like no nothing like living in a big city. I, I'm, I'm sure New York is gonna be the same. Moscow is gonna be the same. Uh, you know, all the big big cities around the world is gonna give you that same experience, right? That's, that's, that's why New York is so like Absolutely. popular. Like, yeah. all right, New York, you're from New York. All right, cool. Yeah, and it gives you it's, a kind. It's it, so it, different. It, yeah, it gives you a kind of street smarts. And I think how yeah. that applies. You know, now you're back there. You've got a team. You got you got some of the younger. Um, crew yeah. there that haven't done that yet, but you can give them some of that, but ultimately they need to get that for themselves. Ultimately, I yeah. know you're encouraging them and you know, we're looking yeah. at Dubai they and other, other strategies. They, they I, I always tell them, kid, get out. Get out for a year. See what the world is about. It's not only your view, there's hundreds of different views out there. Yeah. It's okay, let's say, okay, where, is, where do I fit? Okay, this country has this offer, this country has that to offer, this country's food is like this, this country's culture is like this, you know? Everything is so different. People are different, right? And at the end of the day, they're people, but you, you get to meet them and you see, and the best thing about that is like, you get to kind of live with uncertainty. You understand that, you know, nothing is certain. Right. Anything can happen. So why plan? And, and like, you can have a plan, but be sure life's going to throw something at you and the plan's going to go anywhere. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and the last thing I'll say about this, and then we'll move on, is like, uh, because I've been working in this industry also almost like three decades now of like this global yeah. business and having not just developers, but even marketers, different staff members, even when in the U.S. we call... Our, our phone company, like it's someone from the Philippines or India picking up, right? And right. It's, so what makes that person successful or not is their ability to really relate and have cultural context. So I think that right. uh, that would be kind of my advice for anybody. Um, it, it's beautiful what you did because you left and then you came back. That's, you know, that's, yeah. that's different, right? Because sometimes people leave and never come back. And then that country, like Bangladesh in this case, loses that opportunity to have that education internalized and um and so i've seen it like we're even going through it right now with a client that has a whole india team that's very smart very capable and i don't know everyone's background in that team but they're trying to do marketing for a more u.s western based um, healthcare company and it's like i'm just shaking my head like they're not going to get it not because they're not smart but because um, they just don't have the context. You have to be there for a, for a while to understand yeah. what the vibe is. Yeah. Even even vibe changes time to time. Something's like so ten years back. Like you, 
I mean, you have to know what the vibe is about, about that, about, about healthcare in that particular place, yeah. right? What, what works there may not work here. But I, I agree with you on, on that, like a lot of people, but for, for me, I kind of see myself as a nomad, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been there, I like, coming back to my mother's, I mean, I came back from my mom, and like, now I think I'm going to move out again. Yeah. I don't feels know like it. Feels, where, like, feels like you're ready. <laughs> feels like you're ready. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move somewhere, but like somewhere Japan, Turkey, Dubai, I don't know. But like yeah. this totally different place. My wife is like really scared. Like, why do you wanna go to Japan for? I'm like, because there's totally different place. You know, those guys are totally different. And I'm like, all right. I said, why do you wanna go to like Turkey for that country? I'm like, that because it's beautiful and their culture is beautiful. They they have like thousands. They they had the empire, 700 years Osmani Empire. And I was like, I want to, I want to see that. Maybe at some point I want to go to Africa too, you know? Like back in days, people used to go to Africa and they would come back and it was changed them. They're hunter, they have like so much different experience. It's crazy. I mean, I, I, I love it. I love it how, I, I'm not going to say I'm a traveler. I don't like traveling as in, okay, I've seen 50 countries. I'm not like that. But I, I like to experience that, you know? Go to a country, live there for at least six months to a year. Otherwise, you, you don't understand what well, what they're about. Yeah, hundred percent. And it goes it goes all ways because I remember for myself when we started working in Bangladesh in two thousand and six, there's certain things I just couldn't get until I went there, right? Like you know, yeah, why that is it? Courage, like, though. Like, 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 look, right I mean, now, like d during Ramadan period, right? And it's yeah. like things change, but you don't get that in the U.S. because things don't really shut down here for that period of time. Right, right. But you see that, like, wow, the whole country changes. The services change, food options change, travel options change. There's power, less power, um, and you don't really get that. You, they can tell you that, and you could mentally think you get it, but until you're viscerally your body is in that right. place. Oh, now I get it. This is life in Ramadan in, a, in like a Muslim country, which could be, you know, some of the others as well. So I think it's, it's just so vitally important for I think anyone in business, in global business entrepreneurship to have those experiences. Um, so that, that, that's cool, man. Um, let's, let's shift and, and go back to like sure. Basement sports, mixed reality sports, you kind of described what right. it is. Obviously, you know, we, we both know what it is and, and, and uh, you know, you gave a description for the audience. But what, what do you think, talk to me about your thoughts about why you think what we have or basement sports is, is, right. is unique. You know, because I think about like these virtual reality headsets and I have an Oculus and I think it's really cool right. how we're, we're talking mixed and I'm like, I kind of feel like what we're doing is old school and we're kind of like going back, but like the world is moving into this high tech VR world. And I was just thinking about it this week, like how cool the experiences can be in VR, like so realistic, like sports, training, boxing. But you know, the difference is like if you're doing boxing in VR, no one hits back. You might be getting exercise and thinking you hit the ball and mentally clicking all these things, but you're not actually and yes, sometimes like, you know, you could be holding those, um, like I think I was doing like a Star Wars thing in, with the Oculus and when you wave. How, how about experiencing it though, right? Because I'm, I'm interested in it as well. Like, a, a, first of all, we have to be, like you say, we're like traditional. Yeah, we are traditional. Right now at this moment, we're doing traditional things. But even at this stage, right, what is unique about us is we're doing a lot of things. We're like a mega super app. A lot of the companies, big successful companies, 
right? They, they're doing one thing at a time. They, some of them are doing streaming. All right, you're streaming the game. Some of them are just for planning sports. All right, pick up a game. The coaches are texting the boys, like, who's coming, who's not? Okay, here's the game. That's it. That's, that's, that's like literally their app. And this, this is like only one feature in our app, right? And then you have like ESPN-like thing, like kids ESPN. Okay, they, they show all the, all the data and stats and all the videos, right? But we, can, we also do that, right? We, our app also has like that. But then there's like, we also have like invitations. You can, this is social aspects of, our, of, of that. So we're doing like a whole 360-degree thing like that encompasses all of it. Right, and we can partner with anyone right now, right, and we'll be like an asset to them. But in the same time, we can be our own own thing if we want to be in few years' time. But apart from that, let's say if, when you talk about VR, I'm thinking, because in in my head, in my head, I'm thinking 20 years back when I first saw Battle Angel Alita. I, I read that comics, right? It's 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 a, it's a Japanese manga anime. It's about like a robot girl. Like right, and and some some mad scientist puts puts her back together. He finds like a scrap in a scrapyard, and he puts it back together. And, and turns out she's like an advanced model of like robot robot. And, I think and they made a movie. Didn't they make a movie after yeah, that? Yeah, like they, they made yeah. they made a movie about it, Battle Angel. But like twenty years back, when when you first read it, it was like what Battle Angel? And and the main part was she was doing a sport, like a blood sport, right? And I was like, so interesting. Like, these people are doing sports. And, and it was so interesting. It's like kind of like a race, but you can kick and like um, destroy each other while you do it. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it be cool if, if I had a VR and I could watch it as if I'm watching it from the stadium, a game like that. So something happening in real life, right? It may not be, like, look, no one has the answer for VR right now. But everyone knows and feels, okay, this is going to be something big. But no one knows how. That's the thing. So we, we can try a lot of different things. And I think if, like, let's say some, a basketball game is going on, right? And people say, okay, you guys paid high amount of money to be in the front seat. But how about in VR, you, you just watch it. Like pay-per-view pay streaming in UFC, that got really big. Pe people watches it, right? And, and, and like, so if you use your VR and you, you can feel like you're just there and you get all the information, that could be something wild. There's no end to what we could do, right? Right, right. Yeah, no, I just think, um, I just, I have mixed feelings about it because um, it's like we're, we're, we're kind of go, trying to go with the modern and the highest tech, but we're also trying to retain and bring back old school values. And I think some of this tech is all about going into the tech and leaving all that other stuff behind as if like we're just going to live in that virtual space, kind of like social media. We could spend all our time in social media thinking we're being social, but we're really, we're really anti-social. But in our heads, <laughs> we're like making all these connections and sure, you're having conversations, but you're actually losing human touch. And I think that's a big difference with basement sports. That's why I was saying like, you can get that haptic feedback from like boxing and think you're getting hit, but it's better to really do real, like when you're doing real sports, you're having real human physical contact. And that's something that cannot be replaced I know they're trying and they will keep trying to, I mean, even in the whole field of, let's not even get into it, like pornography and all that. It's like, you know, I, it's I, a whole I think world. Sports, right? has, yeah. sports has a lot to offer. Sports has a lot to offer. Like the real sports is never going to change, right? Let's say UFC, right? Um, Ultimate Fighting Championship. 
So two guys fighting. That, that has been going on from gladiator era, right? That thing, two person fighting, other people cheering. Before it was like slaves were fighting. And now it's like people voluntarily they're fighting, right? Because there's so much money in it, right? And, and fame in it. And, and even back in days, the, the gladiators were like good. They, they got their freedom by fighting, like defeating 10 or 100 um, opponents, things like that. And they got famous. Um, I think that's, got, that's not going to change. People love the, the sports, the whole Olympics things. It started back in Greece, right? And right. people have been playing sports for how long? I don't know. And for fun, sports, uh, for, for like, instead of war, okay, let's do sports, things like that. Yeah, but none of the, the essence of it is not going to change, in my opinion. Yeah. Probably not, but it remains to be seen. I, I could be 100% wrong. It could go totally 180. But like, I've, my feel is it's not going to change. As in, people will always love playing. They won't play virtually, like with you and stuff. Like, we may play like a game virtually, you and me, but like the sports thing, it will always be played like in real life. But where can this new technology improve the game or maybe improve the system, right? And um, how can it help it? Like, just like UFC, like, like streaming. Like, for us, when we introduced streaming, it was like, whoa, can you stream your game? Yeah, but exactly. Imagine, yeah, I think, I think that's a that. really good application. That's a really good application of you're using tech and, you know, with scorekeeping and the overlays, but there's got to be a real game going on. You're not playing a video yeah. game. Because, to be honest, yes, people love to still play, but a lot of people are forgetting how to do that nowadays, you know, especially I'm talking U.S. perspective, but I think this is global, but especially yeah, global. here, you know, kids are inside more. They're on their iPads, they're on their devices, they're, they're getting the mental stimulation and they like it, but it's, it's very lazy and it's very, you know, the, the obesity. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole thing. We know these stats. And that's why I'm always trying to bring back this digital versus analog. And it's not one versus the other. It's like integration, mixed reality. And that's Married the real ethos. That, that, yeah, that's the marriage that we're looking to seek, the perfect marriage of cutting edge tech and traditional old school play. I, I mean, like what, what we're trying to do in, in business sports, like one of the features we are thinking of bringing in for probably next one, one or two months is, okay, think of it as a platform, all right? Back in days, we're playing sports, even now. People, like some kids are playing sports, but it's, it's serious for them, right? Um, some, some two groups of two teams are having, having a game. All right. So some friends are sitting there. They have their camera on the, on the somewhere, or they're holding it, or like they're putting it somewhere. All right. They have their phones. And, and these phones are like way better than many, many cameras we had back in days, right? So it's like, okay, they have their phones. They're streaming. Some kid is sitting down with it, with the phone, with our app. And they're like, okay, one of them is streaming with our app. Another, another one is streaming with um, taking scores. Another one is doing commentary, right? So it becomes, it gives that, it gives the small local game that pro vibe that we all felt, but it wasn't there for us. When back in days, we were, we were making games and the, these games were like life and death for us. Yeah. Now we think, look back and we're like, man, like that, I mean, we, we took it way too seriously, right? But then, that, that, that was our life at that point, yep. right? So even now, some kids are playing some game against some other team, right? Some other block. And to, to them, probably, is their life now. And, yeah. and if, they can, if they can give them the tools and get out of the way, right? Hey, man, you, you use that streaming. You use that um, scorekeeping, that commentary. You become your own, own thing, own professional league and do whatever. And, 
And if they can do that and our tool helps us to become like a mini Twitch for sports, right? With that tool, you don't need like pro tools, pro professional grade, this and that. If you have that, then that's good. But like if you don't, you still have like at least something that is uh, palatable, looks good enough. On, and you put it up somewhere on Twitch, YouTube, and in our app. And that's, I think, that's gonna open up a lot of things. You're gonna find out great kid from Nigeria doing like awesome scores and like who's that kid and people like running and I, I, we wanna like bring in so many different games like why not running right all the different games that why not lacrosse why not cricket why not um, this game that gun even made up games but there's some made up games are so much fun like they have this volleyball but there's that's like four courts so each person is standing in one court and they are doing like I'm like that's crazy fun right and it is 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 going viral in TikTok that's like this people put on this um, Dinosaur suits and they're just running around in a race. It's so much fun. And there's this whole different league of that. Like just fun, right? It's just for fun. And if you can utilize our app to do all that, like, okay, have some fun, make a tournament, stream your app, games. Yeah, create, create your own game, as you said. Absolutely. That's the direction we're going in. And it's, it's very exciting. Um, I know it could be overwhelming sometimes for some of the other guys there because we're like you know me and you are vibing on the vision and talking about all these pieces but that's right. that, that's that's your job and my job our job in this case is to break it down into those blocks and you know the project plans and start rolling it out so so i think it's going to be a really exciting q2 for that um shifting mm -hmm. over to to blockchain a little bit because another right. unique component an area that i know we're both interested in and talk about um, a lot of stuff's been happening in the financial markets and right. even in crypto and a lot of, you know, naysayers are always out for sure. Um, not a lot of great use cases and proof cases, as I like to say, sometimes for NFTs. I mean, there are some, but not, not, nothing really super mainstream yet. I mean, there was what happened with Reddit, but um, not talking, I mean, you could talk a little bit generally, but I want to hone in on also what we're doing what we're doing right. and what, what your plans and vision are for right. how we're bringing blockchain and NFT and crypto into cool. our world and hopefully to yeah. people's, like that chariot we talked about building, not just the bridge, right. but helping right, right. people come over. So, so basically, um, when we looked at, we look at like, as a, as a forward thinking company, we look at every technology that are emerging, right? That's my job. I mean, I look at it and I look and I, I think, hey, how can this tech, new piece of technology help us, help my users, or help us as a company to do, implement maybe one of the features, right? And when blockchain came, a lot of companies slapped like a token or NFT in front of their app, useless app, and they said, okay, we are now a blockchain company. And we're not that, right? That's not, that's not who we are. But we looked at it and to me, it felt like this NFT thing is going to be really great as a pass system. Right, it's like a gym pass, or, or like someone's probably gonna do it in one way or another sooner or later. It's like maybe there's probably uh, there's this, this young kid who made like an app for gym, but in this gym membership, halfway through, you're like, okay, I'm not going there, it's just sitting there. Maybe I can sell it to someone else, and only that feature now the gyms can utilize this app to sell it to their customers and stuff, stuff like that. So, just this feature, and this kid became like a billionaire. Like a billionaire with a B, and I'm like, what? So, because it's a use case. So, NFTs, they, they solve it way more efficiently, 
right? If you have a ticketing system, like Ticketmaster is now hugely taking in, like utilizing this technology for ticketing because it makes sense. Let's say I bought a ticket, now I can sell it to you and there's, there's no question is authenticity. And that's, that's the biggest use case. I think Starbucks, Reddit, anyone who came with, and, and then avatars, the profile pictures and the ticket system, any kind of tickets, passports that belongs to you and you need to prove is authenticity, in those cases it's gonna come up. And I think uh, even, even um, Mark Cuban, his, his, um, his team, his basketball team, I think they sold tickets as NFTs too. But what they did, what they did is like, if you go to someone and you give them all this technology and jargon and they're not gonna get it. It was hard for us, right? When, like, when we were trying to introduce to the team, they're like, what's this, what's that, what's a wallet? Why do we have to sign this? Why, 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 do, why, why does the password is like 12 words and stuff? So what we did was we hid all that, right? We took a cue from Reddit and we hid all that complexity, right? You don't get to see any of that complexity. But the use case is, okay, you buy something, you buy an NFT, just like you put in your card, in our app, business Sports, you, buy, you can buy an NFT of a country, like we did like uh, 32,000 NFTs for 32 countries that are um, doing the World Cup, soccer World Cup, men's soccer World Cup. So you could buy any of these and you instantly you're gonna get to like a higher tier. So you're like a um, all-star user. Like, so there's rookie, pro, and all-star. So what's an all-star? Okay, you get different types of facilities. When you look at the market, there isn't like anything as sophisticated as what we have. All the stuff is like, okay, it's, it's this game, you can play online, you, you get some, and that, that is all good and dandy, but like nothing like was marriages, the real world with, with the tech world, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think the real game changer for, for us is gonna be when we add this KidCoin component in, and start allowing, which is coming soon, it's one of our blocks, right? Oh yeah. Allowing the kids and um, yeah. whoever's playing to, as long as you're playing with one of the NFT avatars that you're able to earn rewards by playing games, right. joining tournaments, all these positive actions, even winning, okay, here's a pot, you earn these kid coins, so that, that NFT accumulates that value, that real value, and then because KidCoin's building in the redemption side of it, like you're not just earning, like, like frequent flyer miles, you're earning rewards for traveling. You've got, you've got yeah. points. And now here's a store, here's a bunch of ways you could redeem these points by getting either a higher subscription or paying for smoothies uh, from Blend FC or something else. You know, eventually we could build these connections with Minecraft and I, Roblox yeah. and Amazon and other real world ways to spend crypto. Right, uh, Kitcoin is like a great, great, great app that we have. Another app that we have, right? Our company, and I think it marries very well with not only based in sports, but it can marry very well with so many different types of apps because it's a reward system, right? It's an instant reward system for the kids. Okay, the so kids do a. You're teaching the kids financial literacy, but b. Let's say any types of rewards. You walk into any game, game company or whatnot. Any game they have, if they're connected with Kitcoin. You can give them the rewards through that, right? And, and they, can, they can take the money out or they can buy things in our own marketplace. Where let's say you have a PlayStation out there in the, in the market, but if you buy it from here, well, you're just playing something, you, you, did, you did like a home run, and now you, you got some Kitcoin and you played long enough, right? And now you have some money and probably your dad's gonna put some money in that bucket, maybe your friend, and maybe we can do that too, right? And then 
Finally, you get your money to buy Absolutely. places. Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. how we bought our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Back in days. Yeah. Clean and, and, my mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, tell, yeah, that, yeah, tell, tell, quickly, oh, yeah, yeah, quickly like, tell that story about so, your so mom. So it's like, yeah, so, so back in days, like when I was a kid, my mom used to give me like cash to clean this and that. Like, so okay, you have, you, if you clean this fan, you get this amount of money, right? You get 20 rupees or something. And then, and then I, was, I, was, I was going around cleaning this, cleaning that. And that, that would give me money, enough money to buy a book, one book per, per week. Right. Like, that's how I like, and that started my, my reading habit. Right, and it went crazy. It went oh, by by the end of, I think by the end of my school time, like my 11th or 12th grade, I had more books, like a few thousand books. There you go, man. Right? And yeah, and and my mother was like, didn't have to do nothing, right? She didn't have to buy me any books. She put that gamification in, and I became like a like a bookworm by, by design. That's a great lesson and a great parenting tool, and that's that's the right. goal of KidCoin. People keep saying it's right. financial literacy. It's not. It's habit it's building, it's parenting, right. and it's teaching kids value it's creation. Mindset. It's mindset. Like, yeah. My mother was like, if you save a dollar here, then you earn that dollar. Yeah. Right? And I still, to this day, have that. 100%. Right? I'm thinking, man. you know what, like, I, I don't need to buy that. Wow. I, I, don't, I, I don't want that. I want that, but I don't need it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a, great, that's a great mentality. And you know, my son, who's seven, he's always asking, well, what can I do with the kid coin? Like, can I convert it to dollars? So that's part of the key. And I just want to say that you know, when people keep asking, well, why do we need different currencies and this and that? And of course, there's probably too many and they're not all going to survive. But, you know, why does, why does, you know, Delta Airlines or United have frequent flyer? Why don't they just give people money, right? right? Why is it when you go to Dave and Buster's or any place, Chuck E. Right. Cheese, why do they make you buy? Their, why, why is it right. when you go to a casino, you have to give them your money to get the chips to play chips, on the table? Right. So yeah. there's, there's, there's so many use cases. Why is it when you go from one country to another? Okay, right. Why isn't there just one global currency? That's because different places and different brands and companies have different rules about how to redeem, how to utilize um, their form of currency. So that, that's part of the reason why. And I think KidCoin in particular has a lot of potential there for a tool that has, you know, certain vetted ecosystem of vendors, suppliers, and parents can be involved in controlling that supply yeah. and how their kids can utilize it, which is very different than giving your kids a credit card or cash where they can do yeah. anything with it. So I think that's a good example for the use case for crypto and why there are different cryptocurrencies. But um, so, yeah, and, and a shout out to Polygon and your team also for identifying them yeah. as, a, as, a, as our leading partner in, in the blockchain space. I want to make sure to say that and, um, you know, appreciate that. I think you guys made a good decision and I'm, I'm excited oh, to yeah. roll, out, <laughs> roll out more projects there like KidCoin on the Polygon network, you know, in the coming, coming months, right? Soon. Yeah. Um, so look, um, it's like, you know, yeah. go ahead. Also, go ahead. like, that's something like as a parent, my that these NFT things they bother me. Like when they, the, in the beginning NFT when the when the craze started, some kids actually hacked it. They as in they hacked the system. As in they made some, some like pictures. They randomized it, made thousand pictures, and put it up online. It got sold for hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So nice. that kid, twelve year old kid, it made money. And and I was like, I don't want that to happen, right? I don't, I don't want that. Uh, for less than this one to suddenly and these little these little ones are like smart like they they're gonna figure it out yeah. like I, I know your son does it too like they, they're trying to game the system and oh absolutely absolutely yeah, and I, 
I, I, don't, I don't want them to do that and ha suddenly have like 100K in their hand, right? Because uh, that's going to destroy them. Of course. I don't no, want no. that. You need to, to be, them. there needs to be some level of control and moderation. Right. So that's why I like the kid going thing is, is, is with parents control it, right? Yeah. The kids are not going to get it until they get of a certain age and stuff. And I think we need to bring that to, to business sports too. The parents being able to control a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll, look, we're running out of time, but now today's, you know, March 31st, last day of Q1. Tomorrow we move into Q2. So it's kind of rubber meets the road time for a lot of the things we've been building for all these years. Give me one, briefly as you can, one goal, try to feel it, feel it right now. What's one goal that you have for the projects you're working on for Q2? Uh, Q2. Q2 would be like, I, I see in Q2, as in which month you mean? July? September. Well, Q2 is, yeah, it's April, May, June. You know, ne next, April, next May, June. Months, okay. yeah. Three months. Three months is like a long time for us because we're going to change so many things. Right? So basically, we want to bring in um, the role system, the stuff we talked about, right? Which in, you have 10 kids, and 10 kids are doing one thing um, at a time. And someone's playing the game. It's a three and three. They're playing. Six, six are playing the game. One is commentating. One is scorekeeping. One is streaming. All that. Uh, we want to bring that in. That's like one of the things. Another thing we want to do is um, streaming is at a good place right now. But we we will we will push it to some new level at least. Right. That's another thing. Um, we are going to bring in basketball as in full as a game totally right now, it only lives in the training mode. And also we are gonna like supercharge the training modes and obviously we have uh, the schools. We're gonna supercharge it. We're gonna call it super base as we've decided. So bases, but for schools and how schools can utilize it. And I think that effort is gonna change it, change the app in a very different ways. Yeah, no, I agree. I'll say for me, I mean, that, that's like a feature focus and yes, we need all that. But my, my goal for Q2 is like I said, it's really rubber meets the road. It's, it's like a proper, really for the first time, launch with, with, with a market-ready product and, right. and start to feel that virality for the first time. People are right. using it, they're sharing it, they're sharing the videos. Right. And I want us to feel that this quarter. I want us to right. feel that. If I had to put a number out there, I'd say I'd like to see there be at least 10,000 users installs by the end of the quarter, you know, to give a, a, a tangible goal, but less important than the number of installs is, whether it's 10,000 or 1,000 or 5,000 is, that then yeah. a, the, a high the percentage of them become active users and start sharing it and inviting it. I, I want us to feel and measure and watch that virality wow. really kick off so that our user-generated content base Wow, starts growing and we start having those conversations about how much video footage yes, they're using and that scalability. Mm. I want us to feel that in Q2. So uh, from our lips and our conversation to, uh, you know, whatever happens with, you know, God in nature. And if, and if it's destined and we merit it because we have a good enough product and we do some marketing the right way, we're going we're gonna to feel that. So thanks for today, mm. man. Good, good conversation. We'll let you. No I know problem. it's late thanks for you. Thanks for having me. Um, let, let you get some rest. Um, no take care, man.